welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for you guys, parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. Yes, I am a mom of twins. I'm also the founder of Twiniversity and the author of What to Do When You're Having Two. Now, our goal here at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected you laugh at the little things and we get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And I'm hoping that's what this podcast is about to do. Now, shall we get this party started? Welcome to Twiniversity. To bank or not to bank, that is the question. Sure, this may not have been a a problem in Shakespearean times, but it certainly is a question that comes up all the time now. So if you're currently pregnant with twins, you got to make sure that you do your research on banking your 20s cord blood. A great place to start is at cordblood.com. That's the website of our friends over at Cord Blood Registry. Your newborn's umbilical cord blood contains powerful stem cells that have been used to regenerate healthy blood and immune systems in transplants plant medicine. These stem cells are also being investigated for their potential use in regenerative medicine. Preserving your child's newborn stem cells at birth is an opportunity to provide access to current and potential future stem cell treatment options for your family. So learn more today at cordblood.com or call 1-888-CORDBLOOD. Use code DUO2 for special twins pricing through Twiniversity. Lauren. Hello. Lauren, how are you today? I'm good. That's good. it. I'm a little tired, but I'm good. Why are you tired? I worked last night overnight. Oh, you were up all night with babies or baby? Just one baby, but he's very gassy, fussy. <sighs> yeah, unsettled. He's going oh, to the GI doctor tomorrow. So oh. does he have get... reflux? He does, and he's on some meds, but he's still not settled when he eats. Is he breast milk or formula baby? Half and half, a little mix, mm. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So mm-hmm. we're trying to, and we've tried different formulas. Mom's changed her diet a bit, but he just, right. and he was, he was a preemie. He was born at 33 weeks. So he's now okay. nine weeks old. So he's gestationally only like two and a half weeks. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's teeny, teeny, he's tiny. A little, he's a little peanut too. He's super cute. Oh. Yeah, I like so. the tiny ones though. I like them so. Yeah, yeah guys, I'm Nat from Twiniversity. That's Lauren, oh, a resident doula in charge. We're gonna have more energy now. But yeah, Lauren was yes. up all all night with the client, and then I'm like, too bad. Meet me. <laughs> <laughs> it's we got to talk to our people. That's what we got to do. Oh, only for you, Nat. Only for you. Only for me. Why you're not yeah. gonna do anything else today? You're not gonna stay in bed even though you worked all night. I might go back to bed for a little really? while because I got to go back tonight. <sighs> That's tough. I slept this morning. I got up, had to pick kids up, drop kids off at school. And then uh, I got them with you. But then I'll probably take a little nap before I make dinner and go to work. Good. Yeah. I'm, I want to do that every day, even though I'm sleeping all night, I still want to sleep all day. And <laughs> it's probably, I, I don't know if this throat is ever going to heal. I'm feeling like it's not, but resting is not helping it. But this is it. You know, like when like you were like little and you would make a face and then they're like, if somebody slaps you on your back, you're going to stay like like that. I feel like somebody hit me on my back and this is now my voice. Your throat. Maybe it hit you in the throat. They smacked me in my throat. That's what it was. It was a throat punch that happened (laughs) probably from the dog. She got me. Oh, guys. So, yeah, this is this is uh, what we sound like now. But uh, the show must go on as they yep, say. Always. And the good thing is that I taped the podcast that there that you and everybody else is going to listen to before this whole throat punch situation, which All is right, good. good. That's good. And I'm really excited about today. It's a little a little off the beaten track our All right, discussion that's okay. today. I like that. I like that. Okay, so we're not talking to a twin mom. <gasps> How dare you? I know. You know I try not to let it happen. That's it. I know, Lauren. Blacklist this podcast episode. 
No, it's really good. It's really, okay, really good. Okay, okay. okay so you got I, it. Like, I will trust your judgment. I'm hoping that everybody does trust my judgment by now. If you're still listening, I hope you're not listening for the sideshow that is my universe and you're listening for the tips and <laughs> tricks that we teach you here. But yeah, we're talking to a non-twin mom. Her name is Jennifer Bernard, and she started a company called Baby Begin. Baby Begin. Yes. And what's even more interesting is typically we don't talk to like people that own companies and then are like going to promote their companies because this is totally like not even like a sponsored podcast or anything like this whatsoever. It's just that we found this company called Baby Begin. And I'm like, I got to talk to this chick and see how this works. So basically she's a PT. And so I know that a lot of our 20s end up with torticollis and other issues because they're all cramped in utero and plagiocephaly. That's the thing that like I always can't say. So plagiocephaly is is basically like like having like a piece of your head that's flat. Okay. And then torticollis, which I am. 90% 90% sure I'm always kind of going with this. It's like when their, their neck muscles uh-huh. are very, very tight, they basically um, can't, can't turn their head correctly. Yeah. So those yeah. are two separate issues. And they're, they're, I'm not going to say that it plagues our community, but <laughs> because we, and whatever, and get your pitchforks and torches, guys, because here it comes. We're really meant to carry one human at a yep. time. It's true. People rip me a new poop hole online whenever I say that because they're like, how could you say that? We're all twins. Listen to me. It's cramped in there. Yeah. It's tight. It's like literally your uterus was made for For one one human. And then we got an extra human. Yeah. We're blessed with two, but it's like everybody squeeze in the closet. Yeah. So it gets tight in there. And yeah. sometimes when that happens, the way that your babies are positioned in utero, they might have been like cramped in there. And if they're crunching their little head and neck to one side or the other, yeah. when they're developing, they're not going to develop as typically as a singleton would who has limitless space. Yep. That makes sense. So this is why we see this. Then when you have this kind of cramped torticollisness and you come home and you put your babies on their back, if their neck is tied on one side, they may favor turning their head to the other side so that it's easier for them. And because of that, they sometimes get a little flatness on their skull. Makes sense. So it's like if you give a mouse a cookie, right? Like if you throw another baby in utero, it's going to get cramped. If it gets cramped, it might have a tight neck. Yes. It's like a domino effect. Totally. Totally, totally. So now basically in a nutshell, what Jennifer does is she works with babies right out of the womb. And she believes that with physical therapy in the beginning, that basically we might be able to totally avoid our baby's needing a helmet. Oh, that's interesting. Cause there are a lot of twin twins that end up with helmets. Yes. So she's like, put the cart before the horse. Let's not talk about helmets yet. Let's talk about stretching muscles and let's talk about Smart. things that we could do to basically, I think it's genius. So yes. now you see why we okay. have her as a guest. Okay. All right. I'll take that to merit off your demerit list. Thank you. Thank you. I really, I was like, this is an important topic. And I know so many of our families that have that um, issue with, and even talking about, like, we talk about container baby syndrome, as we have an article on Twiniversity about it, which basically means that because we have twins, sometimes we get so overwhelmed that we just plop them in their swings, their bouncy seats, you know, their exercises, their pack and plays, and just be like, just stay there. Stay here. Yes. And maybe like the little uh, dude that you're watching now needs more help than um, one of the other 20s. And so you may have one baby that's more stationary Mm -hmm. because you literally have to attend to that other kid. Yeah. Yeah. So Jennifer's whole thing is, is like, okay, if we know that this is going to happen, here's what we're going to do. 
And I'm really just absolutely fascinated by it. And the plagiocephaly, just saying that word makes me feel smarter for being able to pronounce it because it's one of those. But on her website, like literally, if you just go to babybegin.com and honestly, we should probably get an affiliate code or something at this point. But she has like before and afters of babies that are you going to it now? No, but I'm gone typing it in. You should because scroll down babybegin.com. Begin. Yeah. And I think she's oh, Texas based, but like scroll down to the bottom of like the homepage. Let me make sure. So yeah, we're doing fine. this as a family, but you see like yeah. the before and afters, that's just physical therapy. And so like, come on, like, let's yeah. try because yeah. also the other problem with helmets, they're not always freaking covered by insurance. No, I don't know anybody that's had them covered. They, they, they're uh, unless you have like sometimes, sometimes if you have like Medicaid, you would get it covered. I bet but, my insurance would cover it. Oh, yeah. No, your UPS have, insurance, have, 100%. Yeah. yeah I have amazing They'll cover everything. Insurance. They're like, <laughs> what? You want breast implants? No problem. <laughs> <laughs> you need a new nose? We got you. And my insurance is like, what? Your leg is hanging off? We'll you give you two stitches. You yeah. need antibiotics? <laughs> Deal you get the infection. generic. That's it. <laughs> he has a match. You have Learn. to pay double. Co- you have to pay Co- double. <laughs> That's literally the the Hatfields and McCoys of me and Lauren's insurance. This That's is it. very interesting. I'm looking at these these heads. Wow. That's what I'm saying. So I do believe in alternative therapies. And as yeah. a mama bear who had a kid that had torticollis, so Anna did. And she had plagiocephaly. And I will tell you the truth. We were talking about this. Like, I don't remember. We just, we were talking about it recently because I was doing her hair. And she has a flat spot in the back of her head. Oh. Banana totally does. She actually would rub the hair off of that that, piece of her head. Yeah. So she would have like a bald spot. I'll show you a picture later. Maybe I'll find one and attach it to this podcast. But I know that she still has this flat spot. Now, when... Mm -hmm we were kind of getting this looked at and figuring out what we're going to do. They were like, listen, we're not saying that it's not important, but it is a very, very minor case of this. And because she is probably going to have long hair, it's less of something to worry about. Whereas my dude with his crew cuts and whatever he wants to have. But of course, you know, of course now my daughter wants to shave her head and be Uh, whatever. And I'm like, girl, I'm just giving you a heads up. Put your hand on the back of your head right now and feel that spot. Because <laughs> that. that's what I don't it's going to look like. That yeah. pronounced so much. No, we're going to see that. Just let the hair grow in that spot and that's shave it. around the rest. <laughs> it's a new style. It's all the rage. Everybody's the doing it. It's the it's Anna. Remember the Anna. Rachel haircut? No, it's yes. the Anna. Where it's just like a three inch by two inch <laughs> curly <laughs> red hair. It's hair popping out. I like it. So, yeah. So, I really did find that. We did a lot of therapy to kind of minimize what the issue was, but it's still there. And we didn't do the helmets. So, yeah. So that's what we're talking about it today. And Jennifer gives us some really good tips of things that we could do now. And then, of course, if we want to work with her or one of her many protégés, she gives us her her information, too. But I was really like, yeah, we definitely have to talk about this at Twiniversity. Like, this is something that we need to. Okay, so my merit's gone. You still love me forever? Always. Okay. Always forever. Are you ready to meet Jennifer? Forever. Yes. (laughs) All right, girl. Here's Jennifer, guys. Jen. Yay. I'm so happy you're here. This is a topic that comes up so much in Twiniversity. It's so common for us to... I mean, honestly, between all the the issues that we have as twins, I think that helmets are a big one. And truthfully, I just did a podcast with a family earlier this week, and both of her babies were in helmets. And I know that it seems to be kind of like the the first line of defense for some doctors, that if your child gets diagnosed with XYZ, they're like, this is the treatment. Nobody really looks outside of the box. And that's kind of where you fit in to our youth universe. So Jen, tell us a little, give us the behind the music of who is Jen and what makes her tick. And then how did you end up at our Twiniversity doorstep? Okay. So do you really want my story now? Yeah. Why not? Honestly, give us a little bit, a little, a little fun bit. Give us a funny (laughs) tidbit. Like did, were you ever on like a a television show or a dance competition? What was a trophy that you won in school? No, but I was a synchronized swimmer. Now we're talking. (laughs) 
eight years. Um, so that was kind of a fun, that's always my fun fact. You know how you have like three fun facts and you have to think of them. So that's one of mine as I was a synchronized swimmer. Um, so that's fun. That is really but, fun. That's a good yeah. one. So with the physiology of swim and all that, what led you to literally begin baby begin and alternative treatments for the issues for our kiddos out there? Yeah. So I am a pediatric occupational therapist and, um, I have, I've always been in pediatrics, so that's my love. That's where I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm pretty goofy and laid back and I love to play and I love babies. And I used to work uh, for a local um, helmet provider and I did that for eight years. And after eight years of hearing moms tell me, I wish I would have known I wish someone would have told me mm-hmm. I read every baby book there was. I'm on every Facebook group. I wish someone would have told me. I thought someone needs to tell these new parents. Um, I think that we can build awareness. So mm-hmm. our first step is just building awareness, telling new parents, hey, this is something that will most likely happen. And with multiples, they're at much higher risk. And we can talk about that later. But even that, if if new parents of multiples knew ahead of time, mm-hmm. then they know what to look for and how to prevent it. So I, I left that company. Um, it was it was getting pretty corporate. It's it's a big business. As we know, helmet business is big. They're great. But I do feel like a large percentage of these babies um, could be um treated without a helmet. Mm-hmm. And so I started baby began 15 years ago. We have now treated close to 10,000 babies. Um, and we have an 80% success rate of keeping those babies out of a helmet. If we get them before four months. Wow. So our passion um, is worldwide. We're trying to, to educate families all over the world and try to give them the tools to help their babies uh, with the torticollis, which is the tight neck and the plagiocephaly, which is the flat head. So 50% of newborn babies will have some type of skull deformity. Yes. That we can't necessarily get rid of, but we sure as heck can get rid of. Let's treat it early. Let's fix it. And let's make these parents more educated. So that's where it's built and built from. And I have a great team of people and we just want to, we just want to make new parents' lives easier because goodness knows parents of multiples have enough (laughs) to worry about and to, and to, you know, to learn. And if, if there's a good, we want to be that one resource that, okay, I heard this. I know where to go if I need information and I know who to call if I need help. So that's what baby begins all about. Jen, honestly, like I always say as a typical New Yorker, it's all about who you know, right? So like <laughs> I always say they know you guys know me, right? So everybody listening in the the universe of pod town or YouTube town, wherever you're saying this, you guys know me. So I'm easy. But now we know Jen, which is yeah. good. So it's always good to have a Jen in your arsenal. So now you said that parents of twins are more likely to mm-hmm. need helmets and receive treatment. Why is that? Okay. There's three factors why multiples are at higher risk for plagiocephaly. The first is in uterine crowding. There's not a whole lot of real estate, right? So if you have twins, if you have triplets, I've even treated quadruplets, there's not a whole lot of room, especially if you have a small mom, a first time mom, you know, it's very tight in there. And most likely one or both of the babies are going to have limited space it's typically the bottom baby. I will say that baby A is usually the one that bores the, the brunt of the issues. Uh, so, so real estate is limited. So you have in uterine constraints. So that immediately puts them at a higher risk. A singleton's not going to have that risk as much. Secondly, a lot of times uh, multiples are born prematurely. So they have more medical issues. They're spending more time in the hospital. They're not being moved around changed positions because we have to deal with these medical issues of these little babies. So they're in the hospital more. They're premature. Their skulls are softer. That is a bigger risk for plagiocephaly. And then the third is the increased use of containers. Mm-hmm. So when I say containers, it's swings, bathy pillows, bouncy seats, twin feeders, um, all of those things that keep the baby up uh, safe out of the way or new use for feeding or whatever. Those put your babies at higher risk for flattening of the head. So um, they're not bad. They, we, we use them all the time for survival. 
Mm-hmm. But but it's important that families know that that is a risk factor. And so, you know, we can talk about strategies, but those are the three main reasons why uh, plagiocephaly is, a, is a, a huge issue with multiples. So if we if we suspect that our baby's heads or their movement of their neck isn't very typical, like, how do we, like, where do we start, Jen, right? Because, like, there's so many things that we're watching, right? We're, ca- we're calculating how much they're peeing and pooping and how much yes. they're drinking. How are we going to notice that yeah. we have an issue before it's too yeah. late? Right. So the biggest issue, the, the biggest pointer that I can give new families, whether you have one or four babies at the same time, is to take pictures of your baby's head shape. So while they're laying on that boppy pillow, let's say, get from behind or from the top and take a picture of the baby's head. And then I would just, it's in your phone, right? So you Mm -hmm. have that for reference and that's going to give you a baseline. So if you could just remember, I know there's so much to remember, but if you could just remember, Hey, when we get home, I'm going to snap a picture. I'm going to have dad snap a picture and dad, every Monday, I want you to snap a picture or every Mm -hmm. other Monday, let's take a picture and see if there's an issue. So that's the first thing that you can do. That's an easy thing. You're taking a picture anyway yeah. of your sweet babies. You might as well take one at the top of their head. Um, the second is watching for a turn. So watching to see if your baby always likes to look in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Because if they are, that's where the skull gets flat. That's where they're turning in that direction. The pressure from the bed, your arm, the yeah. boppy pillow or whatever, that's what flattens the skull. And so if you can notice that early on, boom, you know, okay, your light goes on. I'm not sure what to do about this, but I have a good resource. Um, and I remember hearing, oh, I need to turn the head or I need to find a professional or something. Yes. But the key is if you're overwhelmed, find a professional, find someone to help you sooner rather than later, because this is a really time sensitive issue. Yeah. So now I do know that people are reaching out to their doctors and sometimes babies go into OT. Mm-hmm. And what is the kind of breaking point that a, you know, a, a, a practitioner would say, okay, we're now beyond the scope of OT. So I know where you come in, where you are kind of like the OT folks and you're like, we're going to look at it and we're going to combat this from this angle, but not everybody knew about you before. Typically right. what would have happened before you, like I go to the doctor, I'm like, Hey, I noticed that, you know, that Anna has a little bit of flatness on this side. The doctor says, okay, let me give you an OT referral. We do a little OT. How long is it going to be before the doc says, okay, that's not working. Now we have to go to Helmetown. What is the typical time frame of that? It depends on your provider. So unfortunately and fortunately, but unfortunately, we can't always rely on our pediatricians mm-hmm. to act on it quickly, to notice it, to then act on it quickly and to be proactive on preventing a helmet. Mm-hmm. So we'll back up. Let's say you notice something, you go into your one month appointment, here in Texas, we do one month appointments. I don't know if everybody mm-hmm. does. You go to your one month appointment. Hey, Johnny likes to turn to the left all the time. What do I do? Some pediatricians will say, let's wait and let's see you back in two months and see if it's gotten any better. I am here to tell you it's not going to get better. So you need to say, no, I don't, I don't want to wait. Can I have a therapy referral? So some pediatricians will say, let's wait and see. Mm -hmm. That's not in your, we're not doing that. You know, you have to, this is where you have to be an advocate for your baby. We're not going to wait. We want to get on it. Okay. So um, I would say if the head still looks concerning and you are very concerned about it by five months, six months, you need to probably go into a helmet consultation. Okay. So I want to, my goal always is to, empower the parent to be able to make those decisions on their own. Mm -hmm. I am concerned about the head. I want to get a helmet. I am concerned about the head. I'm going to seek out therapy and I'm going to do everything I can to avoid it. And then I can make a helmet decision. I'm not going to rely on a pediatrician to guide me. Now, some, some, some families want their pediatrician recommendation. That's perfectly fine. But as long as you have the information you can make the really good decisions because I, I work with some pediatricians that refer for a helmet at two months. Mm-hmm. 
to me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That we, is, we have that's two or three months that we can work with this baby to keep them out of the helmet. And then I have some pediatricians that at six months, the head's horrible and they still see, let's wait and see. I'll see you back at nine months and see how it looks. Right. So yeah. that's why we can't really rely on other people. We've got to figure out what, are, how are we feeling about this okay. head shape? So riddle me this about the head shape. Are we worried about it for cosmetic reasons or are we worried about it because it's actually not letting their brain have the, the appropriate amount of room to grow and develop? That's a really good question because that is a, a hot topic. Most babies who have plagiocephaly, it, it's from positioning. Okay, it's from in uterine constraint. It's they're turning their their neck is tight on one side, so they're always turning one direction. That is that is called a positional plagiocephaly, and that is asymmetry. Typically asymmetry, but sometimes you have those babies that are flat across the back. Mm-hmm. They're very wide, but they're just completely no volume in the back. Those are all cosmetic. Um, issues. It does not affect brain growth. It doesn't affect cognitive development. It doesn't affect anything neurological, but it is noticeable. It Mm -hmm. is asymmetry. It is something that the, the child, that head shape is going to maintain. Sometimes it changes on its own, but for these severe heads or these high moderate heads, they don't always change on their own. And so you don't want to miss that opportunity to change it if you can. Um, so that's, you yeah. know, that, so it's a cosmetic thing, but we, we, and cosmetic is kind of a bad word. Like we're not trying to enhance and make this baby right. perfect. We're trying to just get them within a norm. So when they look in the mirror, they don't see this asymmetric face because mm-hmm. it does, it's in the face, it's in the ears, it's in the jaw. I mean, it's, it can be very stigmatic. Um, on the more severe cases. So it's definitely worth treating and don't feel like, oh, I'm trying to, I'm, I don't want to be vain. I, you know, it's no, we want our babies to look as good as they can. There's no harm in that. Yeah. I think it really, it depends on where it is that people act quicker than others. So yes. if it's something that is noticeable, they're immediately running to the doctor as opposed to in the back of their head, which I will tell you, Jen, I may have a baby A with a very flat behind the back of her head. So I will just come out and tell you now, but at 17, she knows it's very flat underneath all that hair of hers. And she's we, 17? She's 17. Yeah, we just let it go. Because uh, because honestly, I will be honest with you, there was so many bigger fish to fry with them yes. medically that when when once the doctor was like, no, like this is not going to interfere with anything. And there was so many other things going on with her that they're like, we have to prioritize and, you know, her gut and her, you know, her digestion is going to be where we need to focus. And I'm like, sounds good, flathead. She would rub that. She had no hair on the back of her head. She rubbed it off. But this kid, honestly, Jen, it was like a train wreck. Now you can't see it, but she feels it. And we laugh about it. We laugh and we laugh and she knows it's there. And I'm like, girl, you're lucky you're alive. So just feel the back of your head and be like, thanks, mom. And I say, you're welcome. So there are some things that are less to to judge. And that's another thing that happens with parents is sometimes you get to that nine-month appointment and you're like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? Do we always have to, like at nine months, is the first line typically we're just going right to helmets. We're now losing time. We got nothing to do. Yes. Yes. And I want to speak to how you have handled this, because I think it's um, really, really important for new moms, especially to get rid of the guilt. Because like you said, there's so much going on. We have to keep these babies alive. We have to feed them. We have to deal with their reflux. We have to deal with their failure to thrive. We have to deal with nursing. I mean, there's so much. Mm -hmm. And if your baby has a flat head, it's not your fault. And if you decide not to treat it, it's perfectly fine. Your child will be perfectly fine. I ha- I deal with so many moms that have so much guilt. Well, they have. We have guilt about everything. Like my True. daughter's nineteen. I still feel guilty about something I did, and she was two. You know, we, we carry that with us. But for head shapes, I would love if all moms agreed. Okay, I promise that I will not feel guilty about my baby's head shape. 
I will do something if I want to, if it's the right time. But if I don't, it's okay. Like your daughter's probably just perfectly fine. Uh, She's going to be fine in her life. And, you know, the head shape is the head shape. So, but yes, to answer your question at nine months, if you think, if you've come to life and you're like all of a sudden, oh, okay, this, this does not look good. Go get a helmet. You can do a helmet up until about 18 months, Mm -hmm. although it's much less effective at 18 months than it would have been at six months, right? So the earlier you get it, the better results you have, just because the skull is softer. Mm -hmm. So the sooner the the better is where we're really going with us. Yes, yes. But I have a lot of people message me and say, my baby's 12 months old and I can't sleep at night because of this head shape. Mm. And my response is go get a helmet. Yeah. Go take that worry, get, get rid of that worry and that, and that, you know, that angst Mm -hmm. and just go take care of it. It's okay. It's okay. Helmets are very, very popular. Right. And then also they have wonderful artists that will make it look like an AV, like your sport team. It's unbelievable. (laughs) It's it's so crazy on that side, but it is, you know, it's harder to breastfeed a baby in a helmet. It's just harder for them in general because there is this added weight onto their head. So it's Mm -hmm. not the best case situation. And it really, you know, if, if possible, it shouldn't be the first line of defense towards, towards treatment. Okay. So Jen, we're going to take a quick break and I want to come back and I really want to talk about that first line of defense and that first conversation that we're going to have, if this is something that we discover. So sit right there. We'll be right back. Okay. If you're currently expecting twins and you're freaking out, relax. I got you covered. Hey, it's me, Natalie Diaz of Twiniversity, and I want to tell you some good news. Our online class is now available on demand, which means you want to watch our class at two o'clock in the morning on a Thursday, go for it. You want to watch it at a 7 a.m. on a Saturday, do it. Our online class is there for you. And if you're like, what are you going to cover, Nat? We have dozens upon dozens of topics, including what equipment you'll need when, what to pack for the hospital. We'll talk about twin specific pregnancy concerns. We'll talk diapering tricks. We'll talk baby proofing. We'll talk marriage. Yeah, we got you covered. So head on over to twiniversity.com slash classes and check out our on-demand classes today. All right, we're back. So Jen, I want to talk about what do we do? We notice it, we go to the doctor, the doctor says, uh, yeah, you're fine, boo, just to come back in 10 seconds. Or the doctor dismisses us because often, unfortunately, another reason that you should add to your list of why multiples have an issue is that we, um, our pediatric appointments are chaos. They're just utter chaos, especially if you're going to have an appointment with, you know, both kiddos at the same time, which at Twiniversity, I will tell you, we strongly recommend that you pretend you have singletons and you go to the doctor one at a time and you pretend you have one baby and you focus on one baby. I love that. Oh my God. Yeah. Because honestly, Jen, if you have a partner that's willing to stay home, just go. Life is so easy with one baby. It's ridiculous. I don't know how singletons complain about this it's like i hear that all the time (laughs) this is what you're complaining about having yeah we don't say that too much out loud jen we try to keep that underground but (laughs) but it's really true because we it's it's an added human to our equation that we have to keep track of but if you can go with one baby at a time i could focus on this baby whether it's feeding whether it's breastfeeding whether it's you know issues with their head their neck their body their feet whatever Let's focus. So let's say hypothetically, we do go to the doctor with both babies. We have that chaos. We had it on our list of things to discuss, but we didn't get to it because everybody was crying from a vaccine that they got. And now we have to run out of their embarrassment. (laughs) We didn't even get the lollipop or sticker. I hate when that happens. (laughs) What do we do if we miss that conversation with our doctor? How could we as parents take kind of ownership of this and get started on the right path? Okay. Well, I'd like you to call baby begin because, or 
check out the Instagram page because that's where a lot of the things are. But but one thing, tangible thing you can do is start looking at your day-to-day activities. Where is it that Johnny is always on that left side? Oh, when I have him in the twin feeder, sister's on the left, maybe on his left, maybe he's looking at sister. I'm going to uh-huh. switch the sides of the twin feeder. Or, oh, I always feed him in my right arm. And so his left side of his head is on my arm the whole time. I can just switch my arm. Or he does no tummy time. He is on, this kid is on his back all the time. I think I'm going to squeeze in five times a tummy time a day after he eats or right before he eats when I'm Mm -hmm. feeding sister, you know, just little things like day-to-day activities. Where is it that he is putting the most pressure on his head for the longest period of time? I will tell you, it's most likely his sleeping position. He's sleeping with his head to the left. And I will also tell you that as a mom, you can turn that head 500 times a day, a night, and it will go back to the left because there's neck tightness and that neck tightness has to be addressed. Mm -hmm. So whether you learn a few stretches on the internet, which I do not advise, or you get a pediatric therapist to help you, that would be the best line of defense because you can get some stretches, you can get that neck worked out, Mm -hmm. and then he won't turn to the left all the time when he's sleeping. Jen, so that's when the head gets flat. Have you ever heard of this, uh, this hat called a turtle? Yeah. And what do you think about that? I'm not, I'm not crazy about it um, for several reasons. Okay, First wait, of all, can we I tell don't... everybody what it is. Cause I just realized that okay. me and you know, so guys, what a turtle is, it's basically a cap that your baby could wear that picture it, that it has almost like a tubing that is on, on the hat that is attached to the hat so that it can come off. And then you place the hat on your baby's head and you put the tubing on the side of where you don't want them to turn their head. So basically it would encourage them to, or prevent them really from turning in that direction because there's this piece of foam or fabric. I actually don't know what's yeah. in there. So yeah. why would, you know, why would that be a bad thing to use? It's not a bad thing. I just, there's several reasons why I don't recommend them. I think it's a great in concept. And if you need to use it occasionally, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not found that a baby tolerates it very well. It is a cap. It's a tight fitting cap. It's not safe, safe sleep. Like they can't sleep in it. And then it's also not dealing with the issue at hand, which is the neck tightness. Mm -hmm. So if you are really good with your neck stretches and your strategic positioning, you don't really need that thing. So they come off, you have to keep putting it back on. The baby doesn't like it. Um, it, it kind of restricts their movement. And when a baby's yeah. awake, I like the baby to be moving. I like the baby to be on the floor. And that's another thing with multiples. If you're, if you're putting your babies in containers or in something mm-hmm. most of the day, that's an easy thing that you can get them out of that, get them on the floor, back sides, tummy, whatever you can get them on the floor. So they're free to move. Okay. Don't restrict their movement as much as possible. So, so the turtle, we, I'm not crazy about. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I, I it was like out for a while and then it kind of went into the, the background and then it literally yeah. just popped in my mind right now. I'm very fortunate to get to see a lot of baby products that come out on the market. And I, yeah. I kind of took note of that because the, of course, anything that could positive, positively have affected me, I always think about. So I was right. like, hmm, I wonder if I could use that for Anna. But in hindsight, I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. But we really, when I thought about it and why I really don't talk about it much at Twiniversity is because of the sleep. So mm-hmm. that is when, you know, your tip, that's when most of the time your baby is going to spend sleeping and you can't stay in there. And I, got, I don't want them wearing a hat. It's really not safe for them to have that on. So if yeah. it's going to come to the time when you're just going to be up, you're better off just you know, making sure they have some tummy time and some play time and getting good yeah, equipment like that instead yeah. of having to to spend money. But I didn't know that it was like HSA yeah. or it's a piece of durable medical equipment now. So I know that some people were looking at that. But just yeah. to summarize, if we didn't have that discussion with our doctor, one, the first thing that we do is we are going to kind of make note of where the, the tightness may be. So what position they're in, what could we change in our daily lives that could positively yeah. affect the shape of their head, the strength, the tightness in their neck or the looseness in their neck, because that's what the other side basically would be. Right. Yeah. It's so, very good. 
we could do that. And then the other thing that we need to do is, you know, make note of where they're spending their time. And then if they are spending their time a lot in containers, which one of our most read articles at Twiniversity is called Container Baby Syndrome, which is literally all about this and it's not just pack and plays it's also strollers and car seats and you know extra saucers and anytime where a baby isn't getting to use the muscles that mother nature gave them in the way that she intended them to be used so if we do those two things do you think that it's going to be less of a discussion to have with our doctor at our two-month appointment maybe yeah Yeah, it just depends. It depends because if you think about it, if baby A comes out and he already has a skull deformity, Mm -hmm. like he's never truly had a a symmetrical head shape, right? Mm -hmm. So those babies, they're very hard to change. So that's, you got to get on that quickly. You don't want to wait till two months because you need to be aware. That's why the head shape picture is good because you can say, oh, okay, I see this jaw is flat. I need mm-hmm. to watch that. Or I see that that right side is flat. I'm going to keep an eye on that and make sure that I'm putting pressure on the other side. So um, it just depends on the severity of the head shape. But I, you know, and I, I want you to also to your, your listeners to understand mm-hmm. this doesn't all have to be on your plate. There are lots of professionals that that can help you and, mm-hmm. and would love to help you and that are very good at this type of thing. Because I think if we if we put it all on the parents, like you need to do this and then do this and do this, it's just like adding yeah. to your plate that's already so overflowing. It is. It's it's a lot, a lot yes. to deal with. And then you have to prioritize where this falls. And right. I would tell you from just general knowledge of being in the seat at Twin University, many people really, really wait too long. And so they get to the point where they, they're, they're running out of options. And yeah. so I really enjoy that one of the biggest things that you guys do at Baby Begin is that you literally are like, let's begin at the beginning. Here we go. Let's get on it. So if we call you, how does this work? Right. Because I know that you're in Dallas, but then you do virtual visits with us no matter where we are in the world. How does this work? Is this covered by insurance? Because that's also another thing that everybody's going to ask. And I know that it's sometimes like people are apprehensive because finances are a big issue. So how does this, if we did want to receive outside help that wasn't covered by our insurance, what, what do we do here and what could we expect to happen? This is what you could expect from Baby Begin. Um, We have an online referral system. So we do in-home therapy in Dallas, Fort Worth and Houston, Texas. We can do virtual professional therapy anywhere in Texas, but it's virtual. We also have parent educators that see babies all over the world. So we are literally having to work with families with babies with flat heads all over the world. So that's what I always tell families. It's not just you, girl. Like there's a flat head in Cambodia that we saw this morning. There's a flat head in Germany that we're working with this afternoon. They're all over the world. So that's why I try to get rid of the guilt. Like it's happening to everybody. Our babies are sleeping on their backs. They're getting flat heads. Mm-hmm. Um, but so we do virtual consultations. We look at your baby. We assess the head shape. We figure out what's going on day to day. Hey, tell me about your day. What can we change? What could we modify? I see that you're always holding her on the shoulder. Can you switch the shoulder? All of those day to day activities. And then we show you strategic positioning for nighttime sleeping. Hmm. And that's the key. We have to get that baby off of the flat spot and onto the bulged area of the head. And so our strategies, I mean, we've done 10,000 babies, they work. Um, we're able to reshape the heads very quickly. And um, we have a lot of before and afters on our social media that that we're able to really change head shapes um, pretty quickly. Yeah. So as far as cost wise, if you, in, in Texas, if you're, a, you know, we're, we're in network with some insurances that that would be covered. You know, a lot of our in-person therapy appointments mm-hmm. are covered through insurance. But if you're out, outside of Texas, obviously you can't use your insurance. We can't bill your insurance for you. But the cost of one virtual appointment is going to be a heck of a lot less than a two to $4,000 helmet mm-hmm. that sometimes is covered and sometimes it's not. So, um, 
you know, it's, you kind of have to weigh the, the costs, you know, to yeah. what's, what am I preventing? Mm-hmm. And, you know, what we're giving you is 25 years of experience of myself that, um, you know, I have perfected these techniques. We have tangible results, thousands of babies with tangible results. And so you're paying for that. You're paying for the expertise and the, we're going to fix this pretty quick. Yeah. This is, and there's it, very few people that can say that. That is the truth. And I love the, uh, the pictures that you have on your site and on your socials, because I know that everybody's like, is this normal? Like, is this, you know, too little of, you know, a curve yes. to, to be worried about? And I enjoy that you get to see a variety of different shapes and sizes. Yeah. But one of my favorite pictures is the 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 kiddo that you could see clearly that his face is like scrunched up. So it's such yeah. like that's when people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. And then other people may say, hey, Nat, are like what are we doing about this? You know, when grandmas are like, I see this because I'm not with you every day and you kind of just sweep it's it under the rug. always the mother-in-law. Oh, don't remind <laughs> me, Jen. But I, I love that I could see what's typical and what's not typical. And I love that you guys really do this. And I, I really... In, in a firm believer, I think you begin at the beginning and I, I love if people used helmets as a last resort only because I know how frustrated moms get really just with breastfeeding. And it makes yeah. me sad to see like, they're like, we want to keep going, but it's so difficult and we have a hard time. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what to tell you. We're just going to, let's come up with a different strategy, right? Because on my right. lactation side of the world, I'm like, okay, let's come up with a, a, a game plan. And we always different do. Hold. We, try, yeah. we try, we really try to make it work depending on the situation. But I, I'm a firm believer that not every healthcare practitioner is going to make the best decision every single time. I think that intuition and your yeah. own advocacy for what you want and how you see your life that plays a role. And hopefully knock on wood again, you have a practitioner that's willing to listen to you and say, all right, Nat, you want to try this? Fine. Even if they're just doing it to yes. make you happy. Yeah. We'll I'll go take that it. all day. Me yeah. too. Me too. Just humor me here. Humor me yeah. for, for 10 days. Give me 10 days. Yeah. And then we could come back to what you want to do, which I felt that I did. I still do to this day with my yeah. kids. Just let's yeah. try it. If it fails, then mm-hmm. the 10 days isn't going to make or break this. Let's right. keep it go. Because not only, you know, the thing is, is like, John, honestly, like sometimes you may come up with a great strategy for somebody and say, all right, here it is. Come on, team. We're going to make a plan. And then that mom is like, yeah, there's no way this is happening. Let's just wear a helmet. Like, this is like, yeah. we got to do this. We, yes, this absolutely. But, but you, but the good thing about that is you have made that decision. Mm-hmm. You weren't forced into anything. You're like, yeah, we tried it. Wasn't for me. It's too hard. It's I just want to do the helmet because my friend used it and it was no big deal. Like, I just Mm want to do that. And you know what we say? Go for it. It's perfectly fine. It's perfectly fine. We just want our new parents to have all of the options Mm -hmm. to, to have the the freedom to make the decisions on their own and not rely on a pediatrician that may or may not be um the head shape might not bother that doctor. Yeah. And he doesn't have to live with that child when they're older and and asking like, why is my face all jacked up? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I just, I think empowerment is very, you know, and with the Instagram, there's information overload for sure. And different opinion opinions, use this device, use this device. Plagio pillows. I will say, you know, they have been recalled, but they do not work. So I do want to say that, that um, they restrict the head and neck movement, which is exactly what we do not want to do with our babies and they don't work. So if you have one of those, pitch it, um, you don't need it. Well, I absolutely love your Instagram channel. So you guys, she's just at baby begin and you could follow her. There's great tips. And I also love the community support that you're providing. So I really dig that you are not just like, Hey, we're going to tell you what to do. We're like, Hey, here's a suggestion. Try it. But what did you do? And mm-hmm. the amount of people that, which is how we work at Twiniversity, right? Because I'm not like, Jen's not saying she knows everything. I'm not saying I know everything, but we learn from each other and we grow yes. as a community and we need that support, especially if it's something that's not typical mm-hmm. is we need extra support. And I think that OTs like lactation 
people, we often are in sometimes weird conflict with what doctors are saying because yeah. we, this is like all we know, right? So we're right. like weird one trick ponies where a doctor has to know 80 bazillion different things. So when you know something really, really well, we might have a difference of opinion on it. And I love that you guys just keep on trucking over there. And I am so thrilled that we have a great relationship with you guys. And I'm thrilled that you agreed to do this with me. And I'm excited for you guys to help a million of our twenties for years to come. Yes. I want to say one thing that just came up in my mind um, about if you do experience plagiocephaly, torticollis, helmeting, or whatever to new moms, please share that information. Um, because I think a lot of, I hear a lot of moms feel guilty or ashamed, like they Mm -hmm. did something wrong. So they don't really share it. Um, but I feel like, like you said, we have to share these things. We have to be a team and be, you know, get this information out because that's truly the only way we're going to beat this is by all of us talking about it. And it's an open conversation and not a non-judgmental conversation. True. Um, so if you do experience any of this, tell your friend that's going to have twins next week, look out for this, check out this page. Like we got it. It's just so much more powerful. Oh, Jen, thank you so much for playing with us today. <laughs> You're welcome. It's oh. been a pleasure. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Now guys, if you need Jen, chill, just go to babybegin.com. You could find her on social too, but if you just go to her website, you're going to find all the links to all her different socials. So you could find her there. And then if you're like, no, I don't want to talk to Jennifer. I want to talk to Natalie. Email us at community at twiniversity.com. And then I will call Jennifer on your behalf if you don't want to, (laughs) because I'm fine with that. So feel free to do that. You could also slide into our DMs. We're just at Twiniversity, every single place that you could ever possibly imagine. And don't forget, guys, if you like this podcast, if you're like, yeah, that wasn't the worst time. Jen wasn't horrible. Nat, mm, whatever. Uh, the jury's still out. But <laughs> like and subscribe to this podcast because that's the way that we get information into other people's hands. And we do want to make sure we want everybody to have a very whole appropriate experience. And whatever that means to them, that's what we're trying to provide. Both Jen and I are both the school of thought that how could we make you have a better experience as a parent? That's what we do. And until the day that my eyes don't open anymore, I will be doing it because this is my mission in life. And I'm so glad that you guys came along for the ride. So until next time, guys, see you later, alligators.